What's popping, y'all? This is Damani from the Rover Boys coming at you. And I'm Jack Brazen III. I'm out here. We good. On today's episode, we're going to talk about this past weekend's Quaker State 400 at Atlanta mm-hmm. Motor Speedway. Yes, sir. Now, Jack's favorite driver won, and my boy, Reddick, crashed out, unfortunately. But it was still a great weekend overall. What did you think of the race? Racing was phenomenal. Um, is it the best super speedway track of all time? No. But I think so far what we've seen, we've seen four Super Speedway races. That race Sunday, in my opinion, has been the best so far with this new car that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't race like a regular Super Speedway. <laughs> Your dog is funny. I, I know. Him. I hear him creeping. <laughs> he's, he's trying to hop in. He wants to be on the podcast, too. But, um, but no, um, it's a Super Speedway. It's not a Super Speedway um, and traditional as we know it. It really races like an intermediate track. But at the same time, you still have that same Super Speedway aspects to it. So. I love that actually because you will see them go one single file, first five cars, one second. By the time they get a turn three, they're back to being side by side, sometimes even three wide, depending on what lap it is, how hard they're battling for it. So it was kind of cool to see that. Yeah. Um, the March race saw, I felt like more pack racing, more yeah. two by two, mm-hmm. sometimes three wide. This past Sunday, with the hotter temperatures and the new pavement, I feel like, like you said, it some packs were separated like an intermediate track. But we still saw that drafting racing mm-hmm. that was prominent throughout the day. The Xfinity race, I felt like raced more like an intermediate, but yeah. Sunday had more of yeah. a drafting feel, mm-hmm. despite the separation of the packs. And I think, too, um, the cup dri- drivers, and it could be because they handled better than the Xfinity cars did with the heat, um, but they had so much more confidence when it came to making stuff happen. Like, you could see a third-place car dive all the way down, possibly get a big little push just by the air being clean, and if not take the lead, have a good shot to go for it if you got some more help, so... Yeah, we definitely saw that prominent with Chase Elliott winning all three stages, the race included. Um, Speaking of that, what? I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought real quick. And it's right here. Sorry, y'all, technical difficulties with my brain. But what did you think of, um, what was I going to say? Damn. Should I do a cut? No, we're going to keep going. This is hilarious. All right, so be it. Almost cussed right then. Well, my boy Reddit crashed out. So yeah. what did you think of um his race overall prior to him crashing out? If you paid attention you know, to him. I, I did pay attention. I mean he had a bright green, a bright green. car. Mm-hmm. So when he spun out, I actually thought he was somebody else at first. Because I saw a yellow when he first spun out, but then I realized it was him. But um he was doing good. Um he, he had a good fight up there. Um I, I don't like that. You know, it shows that even come time they get in the fall, even Daytona in a couple of weeks, um He's more than likely will have a strong chance to do something. He might not win, but he might have a chance to. Hey, he's winning. I'm just throwing that out there now. My boy, ready. Hey, I don't mind. Hey, I would. would, Listen, I I would love him to win. I still want to see 17 winners though. So before the combine, so I'm not saying that he shouldn't. I always rather have that Talladega than I would have it happen before. Hey, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney, two guys good at Daytona. Um, speaking of Reddick, you know. He's going to 2311 mm-hmm. in two years. And RCR is not happy about that. No, not not happy at all. They're disappointed because their focus is on winning a championship. And it couldn't have come at the worst possible time. Yeah. I mean, would you rather, for whoever runs RCR's PR page and just that whole organization over there, would y'all rather him announce during the playoffs in the midst of him trying to win a championship he's not coming back after next year? Or would you rather it happen a whole year and a half in advance so you can secure that bag of sponsorship and find your next driver? Whether that's Austin Hill or Sheldon Creed, excuse me, or anybody else. It's going to have to be either somebody else or Austin Hill, honestly, at this point. But um, I I think there's a certain time, especially with the way racing is going now, um, it's it's totally changing. 
we kind of talked about it off off the podcast, but um, you know, um, we're we're seeing a new era of racing, especially especially now with the whole TV package. It's not finalized just yet, but it's talking about how it's going to work out mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the money that gets gets cut back to the teams um, from this new deal. And that's going to be the deciding factor of what all really goes down moving forward in the next couple of years, honestly, when it comes to these contracts. So, it, you know, it is maybe a slap in the face. Maybe they didn't know it was a possibility. I mean, I don't know what all the options were on the table when it came to Reddick resigning or whatever it may have been. Right. But um, like you said, I mean, you got a year and a half to figure out what you want to do next. And um, they got drivers. They have other drivers they could probably pull up whether it's not from their own uh, training team they could possibly use mm-hmm. full time when it comes to that point so we'll see i mean reddit started off not necessarily it's part-time but you know um, henrik was there for about a year and then they put reddit in there afterwards. after he won the xfinity championship for them so yeah. i understand they're hurt by it but like i said reddit well actually i haven't said this i feel like no offense to RCR, they're still far behind. Yeah. Kevin Harvick spent a decade there, and as soon as he went to a better team, he found instant success. Yeah. I feel like Reddick's making the best move. If, like, let's say hypothetically, three she Cheddars and all of them follow um, follow him to the forty five, because I think Kurt Busch is going to retire after right. next year. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'll be a force to be reckoned with, and will be in that championship for at some point in his career if he stays with twenty three eleven racing. And of course, they still have that Gibbs push too at twenty three eleven too, which is going to always help out too. So, um, because doesn't Hendrick technically still help out RCR at some point? I think it's like um, maybe give or take. Hendrick does something with RCR. I'm not quite sure what, but I think they share data since they're yeah. Chevy. They, yeah. That's the Chevy satellite. So I know the um the actual partnership at twenty three XI will be stronger with Gibbs and it will most be with definitely in RCR now. So it's going to benefit him in the long run for sure. Especially by then, I think the team will be more established. Mm-hmm. To get all the kinks out. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully by the end of this season, all the kinks are out, and we'll see Kurt next year, Kurt Bush doing much better, mm-hmm. and Bubba, of course. Um, so another thing I should point out is Noah Gregson tweeted a smiley face emoji earlier this morning. So what do you think he's going to do next year? Do you think he spends another year in Xfinity and takes that RCR slot? Do you think he runs part-time with colleague? What do you think he wants to do? And this is all speculation, by the way, guys. I, I still think that he needs to do part time if he does come next year. Um, he, he's going to take, he's going to need more time to get better at Cup because the Cup cars handle so differently. I mean, oh, yes. beforehand, but now the next gen is a completely different. The five speed sequential, yeah. the car spinning out constantly, yeah. like Denny Hamlin said, they're crashing more. I mean, you can even see it with where he races. I mean, now he's not always necessarily in a bad car. He was in the 16 this past weekend. Right. His speed clearly wasn't there at all. It was the suspension yeah. why he exited the, exited the race early. Excuse right, me, right. y'all. And then, then the first part of you when he raced there earlier, he had that big uh, tire go down. Let me crack a joke. Um, I saw in racing reference the suspension is the reason why. Like, because he didn't get suspended uh, for what happened the yeah, week yeah, prior. Yeah. So, but yeah, back to what we were saying. Yeah. So, um... The next thing I should point out is um, Parker Kligerman won the truck race at Mid-Ohio. I was in the pits at Atlanta, so I missed the race. I know he and Zane Smith went head-to-head. Zane Smith, I believe, is going to win the championship in the truck series. But Parker Kligerman should be the one competing with him for that truck championship. I feel like that team next year, the 75, needs to get full-time backing Mm -hmm. and run for the truck series championship. Because he still has it in him, despite Mm -hmm. him being in his early 30s. He still has the racing bug in him. And I believe he can win a Truck Series championship. And he was super consistent this year as well. I mean, it was only a matter of time. If you didn't watch this, if you watched like the earlier races this year, he was always there in the top five when it came to these um, road courses. Definitely. I want to say he had a really good chance to win at Coda, but then he 
he get spun out or something like that? I think he got nudged by Alex Bowman and that Kyle Bush. Yeah, yeah, I think that was him. That's what caused him to fall back, but he was right there at the end of that. So he's been running consistently, especially at these road courses, and it's going to benefit him long term. So. Come to think of it, he wins a truck race every five years. That needs to change to every year, yeah. several times. Yeah. Um, okay, and another thing, back to the Atlanta race on Sunday. Number one is a public enemy number one on and off track, Ross Chastain. Damn. You know, he got in an accident. Martin Trix Jr. took responsibility for it. I think he got loose up, yeah. arrow loose. Yeah. And everybody, Austin Dillon said, I'm just another victim of Chastain. Then later in the race, Denny Hamlin got into Chastain. No, Chastain got into Hamlin. Yes. And you know, it's a super speedway, so I'm not even going to say he purposely spun Hamlin out. But now everyone is upset with him. What do you, how do you think that's going to affect his championship hunt? You know, it's actually funny. And maybe it's because I only saw replays while I was at the track and I didn't see a good replay on a TV screen. That's the right. big difference, seeing on a phone versus TV screen. But every time I saw the replay, it seemed, like you said, arrow, arrow loose. Even when he hit With um, the hot race track, right. Even with Hamlin, it seemed like he got loose and hit Hamlin. It did look like he was racing aggressively in those two situations. Could he have let off more? I think so. But, I mean, it's it's one of those bang-bang plays. You're going at what? I don't know what it is in Atlanta, but it has to be close it's to like 190. It's like 190-ish. In, in the turns, and, and the guy gets loose and starts turning, you know, you can let go, but if you let go too much, you get spun out. And that's the whole field from there. It was either wreck the field or wreck Hamlin. Yeah. I would have wrecked Hamlin, too. No offense, Denny. We love you for bringing Reddick on. But, yeah. I'm sorry, you would have had to go if I was Chastain. But as you said, when it comes to the championship, um, we talked about last week how we thought that he was going to be a championship four contender for sure. Oh, yes. This week, <laughs> it does about look like it's the world versus versus uh, Chastain. And if he can somehow, I mean, he's consistent. That's the one thing he has for himself. And he can possibly still make it to championship four. Um, Most however, definitely. Are we going to see I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to see an incident like Kinsip in Logano where he gets spun out of Martinsville and that's it. But – you know, I definitely see some retaliation coming from somebody. What it means, he's get sandbagged on purpose somewhere, and he can't get a win that he needs or the points that he needs to make it to the next stage or whatever, next round and whatever it may be. But we'll see in due time, you know. Real quick, it just occurred to me, both Hamlin and Chastain are very good at Darlington. It mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if we see round of one early contact and he ends his playoffs right. after the first. Now, I hope that doesn't happen, right. but if I'm Hamlin, I'm retaliating at Darlington to make sure he can't make it through. If I'm Hamlin, if I'm Chastain, I'm watching my back and trying to win the race in the last 50 laps, doing that pitch strategy, staying away from Hamlin, whatever I can do. I know we're months away from that, but if I'm Chastain and I got the target on my back, I'm thinking ahead. You definitely got thinking ahead now. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, so what was your favorite paint scheme or favorite paint schemes from this weekend? Favorite paint scheme, and this might be one of my favorite of the year. Uh, definitely top three for the year for sure. Uh, Alex Bowman had the static, the static car, um, partnered by Ally. If you guys don't know who Static is, if you guys ever watched the TV show in the 2000s it's called me. Static Shock, well, Static is the titular. Uh, t- I can't even talk. Wait, the I thought that was a Superman car. No, that was Static Shock. What is Static Shock? So you never watched the show Static Shock? I don't even know what that is. Wow. I am Are you going to revoke my black card or it's just. I should, but no. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, he, he was like. Pretty much he has the power over static electricity. So he can do stuff that both like electrifies things. He can make stuff cling to each other with static electricity, this, that, and third. Really cool guy. He can fly. He's a teenager too. Um, but seeing as a kid, that show was amazing. And um, he's still in comics, if you guys didn't know. He's also um, also on Young Justice every now and again too. If you guys watch that show. They're both on HBO Max. They're both great if you haven't watched it. so. Uh, but that's what that's what that was this, this weekend. It reminded me kind of like uh, of the Jeff Bird 99 schemes. 
back when he had Exide on his car. Um, so yeah, it was it was dope. We had thunder and what thunder had the lightning bolts on it and stuff. It was dope. So that was the goat paint scheme because the goat's number was part of it. All Jimmy right. Johnson. All right. Anyway. Anyways, um, my favorite paint scheme, of course, was the green Osco number eight Chevrolet. You know, green's my favorite color. Reddick's my boy. I had to pull for him. I was crying tears like I am now from this yawn when I saw it. Hey, man, when I saw it get destroyed in that accident. My favorite car from the Xfinity race, um, I would have to say was Josh Berry's also green number eight. Yeah, Harrison's Josh Berry car. had a good paint scheme, yeah. Just disappointed he couldn't challenge for the win. Sam Mayer had a decent scheme, too, in the Xfinity race, by the way. Oh but yeah, he, really got he has that. He's I think he's uh, had that scheme before, but it looked really good. That on was him. his. That's his primary for yeah. this year. He's run that scheme in all but two races, I think. Well, I thought, yeah. So it's it still looks good on track. So. Oh yeah, um, Corey LaJoy also had a fire paint scheme, and it would have been nice to see that in Victory Lane. I, I I'm not going to lie to anybody that doesn't know me. I, as we said, I'm a Chase Elliott fan. I was definitely pulling for either Truex or for um. For LaJoy to pull off the win the entire time, sitting there fully decked out in Chase gear, knowing I'm from Atlanta, knowing I want Chase one because I'm from Georgia. But, and it's the home track. It's the home track. But I really wanted to see the upset. I mean, I, I, I love seeing a Cinderella, a Cinderella story. Um, LaJoy's not in the top 30 just now, but he could easily, he's only like 31st or so, give or take. Yeah, he would he have could, to catch Brad Kozlowski. Yeah, he could, I wouldn't say easily, but I mean, it's, it's a possibility. We got enough races, seven races to go. Yeah, he would have had to pull a Busher 2016. You know, the race yeah. to the 30th on the mm -hmm. cut line. That would have been a tough hill to climb. Yeah, but it's, it's anything's possible. You never know, especially we think about Daytona still. I mean, uh, think yeah. about Daytona in, in, in February. I mean, you had oh, the yeah. six was really good, but the six was also crashing everybody. So oh. well, if he gets involved in the wreck early, that's it. That's that's literally he's out. And he, I mean, he's not even in the, you know, he doesn't have a win yet. So that's. I'm not even saying that part, but right. that might be what propels the joy to 30, you know, and now he's in the playoffs. So most definitely he better start climbing now because he knows Daytona is his best opportunity of his career. Mm -hmm. And I do mean of his career at this yeah. point. No, no, for sure. Considering he never ran full time in Xfinity or trucks, man, all he would want is to get in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs and show Ryan Sparks and all them what he can do at Spire. No, for sure. And, and it was definitely a good thing for them anyway, even though they didn't get the finish they wanted. Still being having that. He showed that they can have, they can yeah. be up there at Talladega even mm -hmm. in October, regardless of the playoffs. Exactly. You know something we haven't talked about yet from this weekend? What's up? So Bubba's pit crew struck again, and this with time it wasn't with Bubba; Bell. it was with the twenty car. With Gibby from iCarly. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, man, I was at Christopher Bell's uh, pit box was maybe like uh, just adjacent to where I was sitting at, so mm -hmm. about right here to here, and um, it was hilarious because I had just came back from the bathroom when it happened, like. I saw him spin out and I saw a tire start bouncing out. I'm like, please don't be Bubba. And I look back and I'm like, oh my God, it's a 20 car. And I was like, ain't no way. Here they are. They, they're literally, this, the, they swap pit crews. They're literally next to each other. And the, the pit crew that we've all been talking about has been an issue the entire year, does their best and messes the thing up for the guy. And he had a great race before that too. What I wonder, honestly, and I, I don't know if somebody said this on in our group chat or on social media, mm -hmm. why, why would Joe Gibbs give Christopher Bell that pit crew when they could have used Denny Hamlin's, for example, he's solidly in the playoffs and fired the crew, um, pit crew later. Why would they um, put their driver who's trying to get in above the cut line, the worst pit crew in the NASCAR Cup Series garage? That's my question for them. I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but I do wonder the logic behind that, because now if Christopher Bell misses the playoffs because of a pit road mishap, everybody's going to be scratching their heads. I mean, there's, I mean, I can't say an honest answer, honestly. 
I, I look at it still like how uh, I can't remember the exact year. It might have been 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy's the one who's about to win the championship. Um, I know he lost 2012, so it might have been that year. Um, but uh, Jeff Gordon had the best pit crew in the playoffs, and once he was mathematically not eligible to win the playoffs, they switched that pit crew over, and Jeff started struggling more I mean, um, overall. But, you know, Jimmy pulled out what he had to pull out that year. Oh, most so definitely. I think it had to be 2011. But I remember that happening. I was like, dang, I wish Jeff Gordon still had his pit crew so he could keep being consistent. But, I mean, As a Johnson fan, I apologize on their behalf. <laughs> things, things happen. And, you know, sometimes it's, I think maybe there's confidence in the 20 car and what they can do. And you really wanted to have give Bubba a better chance overall. And I, I, I can't say for sure. That's my guess, honestly, though. I mean, just want it because Bubba's been doing good. It's just that, you know, we can run it's top that five. Pit crew. You can run top five all day, but when you get a pit stop, it sends you to 20 if you got to do it all over again. Oh, yeah. You only do it so many times in the race, and it gets frustrating, especially when it happens multiple times throughout the season. So, Well, Joe Gibbs, if you somehow happen to stumble upon this podcast and the one in a billion chance, please either fire that pit crew or spend some money on some training with that DeWalt, DoorDash money, wherever the money's coming from. Yeah. The next thing I should bring up is the uh, Xfinity race on Saturday. Austin Hill got his second win of the Ooh. year. He He's also a hometown boy, yes, come to yes, think of it. Yes, it was a hometown sweep this weekend. Yeah, and it, Chevy won. Mm-hmm. It was Austin Hill's second, yes, I would say, restrictor plate win of the year. Yeah. Even though the track didn't race like a restrictor plate track on Saturday. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool to see Austin Hill and be down there next to his crew during mm-hmm. that celebration. Nice. I know he's down there, that part. Oh, yeah, I'll show you the video. And I'll show you guys the video later, too. Um, and now my next question is, like I said, the track race like an intermediate and less like a um, super speedway. Should Atlanta still have two races a year yeah. and a 500 mile race in the spring? Because I feel like 400 miles was the perfect distance for a cup race at Atlanta. I think if they keep it the way it is now, it'll, it'll be fine. Because um, I think about things like if they're not, they're not going to move it to a night race, which I kind of get because TV. Um, but they're not going to move it to a night race, a 400, a 400 race. I mean, we've been blessed the last year not to have it scorching hot on Sunday. Right. It's been semi-hot or hot. Well, I don't know about you. I, I burnt up, like, within the last 100 laps. Really? I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, the, the sun the came sun out. Did, the sun did come out at the end of the race, but it was I felt like a taquito on a QT grill since QT sponsored the March race. But you sat, you sat towards uh, Petty, turn four. Turn so four. You might have got more of an angle strictly to the sun compared to me while I'm at, you know. Yeah, that's why I burnt up. Yeah, so, um, but um, to me, it was good. Um, um. The racing's there. I mean, like I said, if, if if and this is more so on the TV networks than anything. If they can make it a night race, great. I think that'll make it even more exciting seeing it at night again in Atlanta, especially with it being the way it is. Seeing those sparks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be cool too. I mean, these cars—they're still loose, like they always have been in Atlanta. So seeing a car go sideways at night, you can see more of the sparks and whatever as the, as the car bottoms out. Uh, so that'll be dope. But definitely need to keep too. Sure. Oh, yes. Now, I'm a full advocate for two races. Like I said, if they shorten the spring race to 400 miles and make the second race in the summer a night race or move it to the cut line of the playoffs, That'd one or the other, and move yeah. Daytona back to uh, July. All right. And my um, before we sign off, I should point out the fact I had a garage pass for Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sam Mayer got destroyed halfway through the Xfinity race, and they left his bumper in the garage. I kept walking in there. People was like, hey, are you taking this? Mr. Brinson over here is like, go get Sam Mayer's bumper. I'm like, bruh, this bumper is too big to put my little bitty ass Honda Civic. So I left out of there unfulfilled because I could have had a race car bumper. Instead, we got this Goodyear tire right here. Hey, man. Whatever, whatever gets there. I mean, one day we'll, we'll get another hot pass. We'll have another chance of getting a 
bumper, whether it be a cup bumper or expanded bumper, it'll happen. It, shoot, it could just be a porta pound. You never know. I mean, Kurt Busch's car was destroyed at the end of Atlanta this past weekend. If we had that high pass, all we would have to do is just ask. We would have had anything off that front part of the car. So it's time. I mean, I think I'm going to get a hot pass at Talladega, give or take. I'm wondering that I use it the entire race. We'll see. But I'm definitely going to use it to get in the garage afterwards and see what's up. But um, I mean, that's, that's one spot there if you want to come down and do it. So. All right. Until next time, this is the Rover Boy signing off. Yeah, Peace.